the main reason for that is because this week I have grown a beard, and for the first time, people have noticed it. <gasps> like a beard and tash combo. Wow, that's a big day for you. And people have actually commented and been like, oh, you're growing so facial hair. I'm like, yes, I am. And I, I so am. I'm totally not prompted by the fact that my boss said I look like a teenager. Right. But it's actually, is making you look like not a teenager, or is your facial hair making you look like a teenager anyway? No, so so I had a haircut, which was quite short. Right. And that then prompted, oh, Colin, you look like a teenager. And I thought, I God, that's not true. I'm going to grow a beard, because teenagers can't do that. Some some can. Despite the fact my next door neighbor has like a full... Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. It's like a young Bin Laden. Which would be incredible. <laughs> it would be, it would, considering he's from Castletown in yeah. the Highlands. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so I'm trying, and um, it's quite glorious at this point. It's a wee bit ginger, but it is actually there. It means you've got Scottish blood. That's that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's not the best. I mean, I asked, and the thing is, most people have been quite receptive to it. Uh-huh. Most people have said, actually, it looks good. I like it. Okay. Uh, but but then one one of my colleagues today was just like, nah, I think you should shave it off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've taken that to heart. And uh, I, I I may trim it and then we'll we'll grow it back and we'll kind of like Backstreet Boys. We'll bring it back bigger and better than ever. Just like the Backstreet Boys. I love it. You've been rocking facial hair for quite some time though. On and off. I shave when I'm not lazy. So literally on and off. Yeah, literally. Like I'll, I'll, go, I'll go two weeks and then I'll shave and then two weeks and then I'll shave. If I'm ever visiting my gran, I'll shave. <laughs> Do you feel it adds to your, your persona? Like people just know you. Oh, it's James. He's cool. He's got a beard. I don't think anyone starts many sentences with, oh, it's James, he's cool. Oh, come on, uh, give My grand certainly starts them all with, oh, you've got a beard. Um, <laughs> but no, my, I think the thing that I realized, the, like the first time I, I had my facial hair for a while and then I got rid of it, I realized how much smaller your mouth looks without facial hair, which feels a bit <laughs> backwards to me. But I remember, I remember just shaving off, first time in a long time, I've been completely shorn. I was just like, my mouth is tiny today. What is this? It does It does also make you, like, certainly for you, when you don't have any facial hair, you look much younger. Yep. Not, not to say you look old, but it does be like, oh, oh, this guy, he knows what he's doing. He can do websites and videos and editing. Yeah, and then I, t- I take the, I pluck the hairs out and everyone's like, man, when did you get out of school? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't really know if this is working. So I don't know if, and again, I, I'm not entirely sure if there is a demand for webcast. I'm going to say no. No, never, never going to happen. Just imagine that I'm standing in my room, completely clothed, of course, beer in hand, with a great beard. In hand. In hand, beer and a beard. What a great combo. You are sounding more masculine than ever before. And by that, I don't mean your voice. I just mean that's the fact that you're doing two things that are masculine at once. Exactly. It's like I'm becoming a real man. Good on you. It's only taken me the best part of a decade. May it, may it, may it last for a while. It lasts longer than this beard. Or this beer. May it, may it do so. In far greater news than Colin grew a beard... I grew a year. Sorry, what? Um, um, I have aged, Colin. Of course. Oh, uh, oh, I forgot about this. You're the worst. Well, I, no, hey I guys, didn't forget. Hey Actually, everyone. I texted you. Hello. I grew a beard. Nothing else important has happened this Sorry. week. Let's talk about the news and stuff. No, let's go back to that. James uh, had a birthday. A birthday. He celebrated his birthday. Yeah, I have grown a year. Uh, 
on June the 1st, if you don't mind me sharing that information, you know, GDPR and all that. Oh dear. I think, yeah, you need to send me a little email to ask permission. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't reveal the year, but uh, <laughs> it was your birthday. Yeah, how was it? I sent you a message at like five minutes past midnight. You did. It woke me up. Because I'm your best pal ever. And also because I forgot last year. You did. And the year before that. But it was That's it was a true. fine birthday. I just sat sat about all day doing not very much work and not very much else and spent time with friends. That sounds lovely. Yeah, that's that's my kind of birthday. Nothing, nothing big. No fancy meals. No big days out. No loud noise. Just chill. I don't know if you recall, but this time last year, I think I were I realized it was your birthday on the second, whilst we were recording yep. the show. Mm-hmm. I still remember. That was one of the worst moments of 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 twenty seventeen for me. So um, I I wrote it on my calendar. You did well. It was in my diary. You did well. I set two alarms. Yeah. On June the first. Wow, you were committed. So rest assured, Seamus. Your birthday will never be forgotten again. I'm glad you had such a good time. I'm glad. Yeah. I also remembered my birthday. So I'm proud of feeling that. Feeling older, wiser? And no, I'm not feeling older or wiser. I don't really I don't really do that thing that you do whenever like you realize a day's gone by and you have a panic attack. <laughs> Stop. Oh no, it's the it's the sixth. Okay. That's both harsh and true. So I have no comeback to that because it's a it's a very accurate statement. I'm very sorry. It's episode one three three. It's cease operate. I'm Colin, and he is old James, aged aged James. He's aged James. <laughs> I'm still the same age I always was since uh, October. Since October, I do not. I'm seeing that date looming, and it's just getting ever closer. And I don't want to be old. It's just it's happening. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's. It's the most human thing. I got told off today for saying that somebody, an an MP who has spoken to me before over Twitter, and like uh-huh. in a so what's the chat kind of way? Right. I said he was old. Right. He's thirty. Oh. And then my colleagues threw stuff at me. Yeah. No. Is that you, unfair? Well, how many years older than you is thirty? He's four. He's four years older than I am. Right. So would you call yourself old? No. Right. Older. You can't call someone that's four years older than you old, Okay, fine. Unless you are willing to admit that you are also old. Yeah, right. Regardless, I don't know. I don't even know how we got into this. But anyway, Seesaw Parade, there's a lot to get through this week. A lot's happened. Uh, and uh, we're going we're gonna to start with some reviews of things that I've seen and James hasn't seen. Because yes. when is this show ever about James? Right now. It was my birthday. <laughs> okay. And now it's right. back to Carl. Let's just go... It's the two big films, uh, which we've been talking about for a while, Deadpool 2 and Solo, both of which I have now seen. I'm going to... In fact, James, which one would you like to hear the review of first? I want to hear the Deadpool review first. Right, here we go. Deadpool 2, I'll keep it simple, is not as good as the first one. However... There is a surprise. It is very entertaining. It's very funny. The issues I have with it are... There are a lot of... uh, Yeah, there's a decent chunk of jokes which just don't work. And I was in a cinema which... You know yourself, if you're in a packed cinema, yeah, and it's kind of like the, the ripple effect. If somebody finds something funny, if somebody starts laughing... Yeah, other people do join that. Other yeah. people around start laughing, and the cinema now finds every line funny. The screening I was in was pretty much empty. All right. And so a lot of it... That's awkward. Yeah. So a lot of it, which, you know, obviously in a packed cinema, I'm sure I would have been chortling away at. But by myself, I was like, that, that line's not funny. It's just not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Poole, but it's not. That being said, I had a really good time, really enjoyed it, but no, not as good. Um, And they were kind of saying... And also, there's a few things which I will not spoil, because some people out there will still want to see it. Mm -hmm. 
some of the cast, I'd say, are tremendously misused. Right. Including Mr. Terry Crews. Aww. Who I hope knew what he was signing up for before he Aww. went for that. Because, my goodness, when he when I realised he was in the film no longer, I was like, are you kidding me? He was barely in it. But uh, I'm Aww. hoping he... I was excited for Mr. Terry. I'm hoping he comes back for X-Force, which is the next film. They're not doing Deadpool 3 next. They're doing X-Force, which is uh, was kind of introduced vaguely. Yes, yeah. no, that's a smart thing. Keep keep the boat changing. Uh, just uh, on the acting front, Josh Brolin is excellent, and the kid from Hunt for the Wilder yeah. People, Ricky Baker, whose name I've forgotten, is brilliant. And also, Deadpool Two has so many references to that film. <gasps> it's it's amazing. Oh, I like it then. So the kid, the New Zealand kid, Ricky Baker, but the real guy, Ricky Baker talks about how he's Tupac <gasps> and you're like wait in, in in that film his dog is called Tupac yeah. and he keeps referring to himself as a gangster oh man which also is from and I'm just like oh That's he nice. clearly loves that film yeah well uh, who doesn't that film's amazing let's talk about that film instead I'd argue the best bits of Deadpool 2 are the start and end okay uh, the opening scenes and my goodness the end credit scenes they did take out the Hitler one which we talked about right, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. like the meta stuff the fourth wall breaking the very end honestly had me in tears it was the ending was brilliant but as a film as a whole nah okay. not, not a That's passion right. first worth seeing I suppose yes worth seeing okay uh, on to Solo very briefly before we get into some actual news where James can contribute can I? I saw that this evening and I enjoyed it However, okay. let's let's start with the good points. Alden Ehrenreich, despite all the criticism that we gave him and the fact that he had an acting coach or yeah, whatever, it all worked. Is actually great. He's really good. He's very likable. I liked him a lot. Oh, Colin, it all worked. That's good to hear. Uh, Woody Harrelson, of course, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Paul Bettany, yep, criminally underused. Oh, criminally. He's in, maybe, hey? he's in maybe like three scenes, I think. Oh, that's a shame. I like him. Nice pun. Uh, and uh, Donald Glover <laughs> is great. Of course, he's great. He's he's fab. Amelia Clark's alright as well. Cool. Um, I'm not her biggest fan. I'd say the biggest star of the show is uh, Lando Calrissian, Donald Glover's character. His robot, his android. Right. Who is played by an English actress whose name escapes me now. I think it's a Phoebe something. Uh She is, she steals the show. She's brilliant. She does. Bad points. No, here's, I'm going to interject here. One of the few things that I've seen a lot of people agreeing on is the robot and they don't like her. So that's interesting. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was great. Maybe I she is. The kind of levity she brought. I've got no idea. I'm open to. I'm open to every th- every aspect of this film because interesting. It's so what, what were the critics saying? The, what, the people that you the, the the folk you associate with that she was what unfunny, annoying, or whatever. Annoying, yeah. Oh, I thought she was great. I liked her. I can't uh, contribute. I'll let you know someday oh, in the future. Okay, bad points. The film, the opening five ten minutes, you're thinking this is gonna be a horror show, which is an entirely different the, genre. The setting in the characters introduces in the first five minutes. I know that Star Wars has the whole sort of oh look at this funny alien, he's made out of plasticine, but it's like it goes overboard in the first five minutes. You're thinking this looks like it was made in a high school production. See, maybe that is the five minutes that was the original footage. Oh, I certainly hope not because it's it's horrible. Like the opening five ten minutes, I'm you know there were some sniggers as we were watching, being like, "Is that actually in a film?" The the, the villain of this opening scene, right? Um, some really kind of ropey stuff. And uh, it does take a while, I'd say kind of middle of the second act, before you're really engaged with it. Yeah. Uh, it does take a while to get going. It's overly long. Uh-huh. And 
there's a few kind of plot points which are almost and a kind of dialogue which is just too neatly done because the filmmakers want you to be like, oh, that's a nod to the to the old Star Wars films. Oh, I yeah. see what they've done. But it's just like, guys, come on. Like that's a pattern in the new Star Wars stuff. Is the dialogue has no subtlety to you it. You know exactly. There's no subtlety at all. It's like when Lando Calrissian says, "I'll never see you again," and Han oh, Solo's like, "Oh, no, you won't." And then you're like, "But of course, of course that's, yeah." Guys, come on. We all know he's yeah, going so that's to. Yeah, that's a big issue with the current writers for all the Star Wars films. Is they just. I, they're not trying to let anything be grasped by some of the audience. They want all of the audience to definitely get every single thing that's said. And it's just okay. boring. If, if, if anyone disagrees with my views on Deadpool 2 and Solo, please get in touch. I'd wrap up by saying Solo, at the end of it, I'd say does feel a bit more like a Star Wars film. It's kind of in the same bracket as Rogue One, which I guess is as you'd expect it because it's a spin-off. It's not a, yeah. a kind of an OG story. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine. It's not anything I would rush out and see again. But in terms of a way to spend an evening, mm-hmm. it's fine. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Rogue One. Uh, it's. Some people might say it's better than the Last Jedi, but I just thought, yeah, yeah, it was fine for what it was. It was fine. That's good because it looked like it was going to be dire. I do still want to see it before it falls out of cinemas. Yeah, no, definitely go see it, especially with Jurassic World 2, which is debuted today, so I would hurry up and see it. Oh yeah, Jurassic World 2. We'll have to talk about that right. soon. James, I've uh, I've heard too much of me. Let's hear some of you. Let's go to... Uh, well, well, have you seen anything first before we get into the, new, to the news? Nope. <laughs> On to the news it is. Let's it's go been, to... It's sun- been sunny. I haven't watched anything. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the glut of film trailers we have, and we have some absolute belters, so please... Uh, oh, there's too many. Please keep listening. Let's start with the one which I think is going to be the most contentious, Bumblebee. Wait, contentious between you and me? Yes. Get out of here. Okay, okay, well, let's wait and see. It's the first trailer released from the spin-off of Transformers. Michael Bay is not to, anywhere to be seen. Yeah. It's uh, the director from Kubo and the Two Strings, which myself and James both loved yeah. from a couple years ago. Let's just have a very quick listen to this. Who are you? Do you speak? I won't hurt you. What's your name? James, take the helm. What do you think of this? I think this looks surprisingly charming. It does, doesn't it? It does. I can feel that it's a good director directing this. I hope it's not just trailer magic. It kind of, though, seems like it is just a little amalgamation of uh, the Iron Giant and Herbie. (laughs) And maybe it is, and that's okay, because both of those films are pretty great. So it just looks like a really charming film to go and spend your time seeing. And that's really weird to say about a Transformers film after all the other ones. Yeah, couple takeaways from this. One, it doesn't look like a Transformers film until kind of the very end. Yeah, it gets a wee bit action-packed at the end, and I'm like, oh, okay. At the, but at the same point, I understand it's meant to be, you know, if you're going to go see a Transformers film, you're yeah. going to expect to see giant robots fighting. You want giant. a robot fighting a robot, yeah. And they got the that character designs right. Bumblebee looks great, and Starscream looks like a, a robot instead of just a hunk of metal. Hey, that being said, I thought the opening, kind of the tone of the, the trailer was almost like... A Monster Calls. I don't know if you've seen that film. Yes. But it was very, very similar to the fact that, yeah, that if you've not seen that film, it's, it's Jay Bayona who's done Jurassic World 2. Brilliant film, uh, A Monster Calls. And... A Monster Calls, brilliant, yeah. 
the just that had the same sort of tone, kind of young young girl, young boy, uh, and a giant monster thing. I really liked it. I really liked this trailer. I'm yeah. as surprised as you are. We were talking about it. last time we spoke about it. You revealed to me that the director was the guy from. Cuba, it was yeah, and that gave me hope. And this is this is this is making the hope have a foundation. I'm genuinely curious about this. And there's the other two things, just for anyone who, who would uh, care to be interested. Haley Steinfeld is the lead actress who is brilliant in everything she's in, and she can also sing. True. And John Cena, of all people, is the bad guy. Love John Cena. What a guy. It's, it's about time he was a bad guy. Absolutely. He's played for too long. He's been the comedy hunk. Yeah. Of And he's been pretty good at it, to be honest, but still. Let him, let him flex his bad guy muscles. <laughs> Okay, I see what you did there. Talking of bad guys slash good guy muscles, Wreck-It Ralph 2 has a trailer as well. It's a, it's a brand new trailer. Uh, let's just have a listen to one of the scenes with uh, Penelope. Is it, no, it's Vanellope. Vanellope. Yeah, Vanellope, Vanellope Speed Girl. And, and some Disney princesses she meets. Here we go. <gasps> Hi. <gasps> whoa, whoa, ladies, I'm a princess too. What kind of a princess are you? Uh. Do you have magic hair? No. Magic hands? No. Do animals talk to you? No. Were you poisoned? No. Cursed? No. Kidnapped or enslaved? No. Are you guys okay? Should I call the police? Do people assume all your problems got solved because a big strong man showed up? Yes. What is up with that? She, she is, is a princess. princess. Right, James, take take the floor, will you? Let's start with, with kind of the general tone of this trailer. So if you go to see this film... What you're going to be doing is going to watch, you're paying to watch a giant advert and mostly an advert for Disney. Yes. That maybe will be a little funny sometimes. And that's about it. So they, all the big websites have clearly paid good money to be in this film. Disney have got their own website, whatever it's called in this film. And all of the Disney characters are in it. And they're all being a bit cliche of themselves, which is fine. They're all being a bit funny, I guess. But it just doesn't look that great. It looks pretty boring so far. That scene with the princesses I included because I thought it was clever. The rest of the trailer yeah. is straight up horrible. Because yeah. we gave, and everybody gave the Emoji movie so much stick because the entire trailer was like, hey, look, we're talking to LinkedIn. Hey there, look, hey, is it going, Microsoft? Hey, Amazon, here's the Kindle yeah, yeah, Fire. Yeah. And this film is that, yeah. This film is exactly the same. It's just like, here's Google. Oh, look, there's Snapchat over there. Yeah. Oh, there's some Twitter. Oh, here's Disney's own entertainment yeah. service. And they also Come, like, try to oh. they try to acknowledge the fact that they got the film name wrong and they try to make it funny. So, so yeah, let's, let's just clarify that. So it's called... Ralph breaks the internet. Instead of Ralph wrecks the internet. It's like wreck it, Ralph. Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, so there's a real funny scene at the end of the trailer about how that's the correct name for the film, but it's just dumb. Shouldn't it be Ralph wrecks the internet? Yeah, since he is wreck it, Ralph. Uh, yeah, but break the internet, it's like a thing. Right, it's just wreck the internet kind of sounds better, doesn't it? Mm, you're not wrong. I don't, yeah, I, I don't understand why, what the... The writers put that in. They were the ones who came up with the title, surely. Well, because they saw everyone else on the internet being smarter than them and then thought, oh, hold on. Let's make a scene where it's explained why why this film is called this title here and it will be real funny and self-aware and it will show that we are smart. I like the first one I, a lot. But this... Wreck-It Ralph's a great film. This is straight up 
emoji movie level product placement. It could be emoji movie level. It could be a wee bit funnier. I I don't really want to see it one bit. I got one other point about it, but we can. I'll, I will. I will save that point for after we talk about the Lego Movie a wee bit. Okay, on to on to another animation. We're flying through these Lego Movie two. Uh, first trailer with the original cast. You got Chris Pratt. Uh, the addition of uh, Tiffany Haddish, who is awesome. Let's have a quick listen. Bring me your fiercest leader. This guy is the special. This guy was a fierce warrior. Okay, well, technically, I did the warrior stuff. So you fought and master built and kicked butt, and then the hapless male was the leader. He, uh, well. We're going to save Lucy and all of the other people who were captured. I like that they've gone for a different theme. Everything's like desolate instead of cool. I, I like that. I like that. Instead of, well, instead of everything is awesome, I was there for the taking, James Kong. Instead of cool. And, um,. <laughs> You know, it's good when they come back to a film to not just make it the same as the other one. So in this one, they're going to a new place. They're, he's got to save the day on his own, and he won't, but everyone's going to be in a different setting, and they're like doing a Mad Max thing for a while, and I don't know what after that. And they're including, like, girl Legos? I think that's the thing in real life, was the Legos that were marketed towards girls. So I'm assuming it's the sister that is doing things in this film. I would presume as much, yeah. Yeah. So it looks, it looks, it looks all right. It won't be as good as the first one, but it looks all right. Well, was that your gripe? Well, in fact, let, let, I'll get to my points first. Do yours, and then I'll come back to my overarching animated movie point. I think it just looks fine, and I know that. But some trailers, and I think you know, as we said before, some are kind of misleading and don't look so good. I mean, the trailer for for Solo weren't great and actually turned out to be fine. This one might be exactly the same. I just thought this looked incredibly generic. Yeah, and because the team of Phil Lord and Chris Miller are not the ones behind this this time, I think they're just executive producers. So basically, they just watch it and be like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, oh, I don't know. It, it seems like a pot boiler. It's kind of like, hey, let's make loads of money. Yeah, but we're not gonna, we're not that invested because the first one was good. So yeah, here we go. We're gonna. Yeah, they're just, they're just, they're gonna be making money off the IP. That's about exactly it. exactly right. What was your point? So this is a Wreck It Ralph and a Lego Movie point. It's, it seems like both these trailers, and I don't want to say both these films, but both these trailers have made one of their main hilarious jokes about how inept and useless the male leads from the previous films were. I don't like that. Not because not because I'm a guy and I don't like being called inept and useless. I know that I am those things. <laughs> but because Ralph did try to sacrifice his life to save the day, and so did Emmett. And you can't just pretend that that didn't happen in the next the next film's trailers and be like, oh no, they did nothing to help. It's this fem- woman power. Female leads is where it's at. Ralph and Emmett, they're useless and ha, stupid. Ha. Well, with with two guys discussing this in a podcast, I would say that in the era of uh, of kind of female empowerment that we've had in the last uh, eighteen months, couple of years, that it's to be expected, I guess, in that people are oh no, it's it's on message challenging these these yeah, absolutely, it's kind of on brand. It's yeah, almost what's to be expected. I think if I'm defending the movies here, if they didn't address that. If they continued with the whole, oh, damsel in distress, what was me thing, they'd get called out for it and be like, oh, you're so 2004. Well, but neither of the female characters were damsels in distresses in the previous films. That's very like, true. They're, they're now suggesting that they were. It's They're un, they're undoing the, the work that they did by making a well-balanced film the first time around in both of these. But I think, I think they 
both studios feel the need to address it. Because if they don't, they'll be like, oh, no, we, we, we have to address it. Otherwise, we'll be seen as just falling in line with the last. Well, they have to, yeah, but like, at least do it in a smart way and probably in uh, and like addressing a film that you messed up with rather than two that were actually decent. Okay, well, talking of a film with strong woman characters, Widows, which you probably haven't heard of, but you will do now because... I did see one of the women working out in the trailer. <laughs> because it is the new film... From Steve McQueen. And Steve McQueen, his last film, you might have heard of, is 12 Years a Slave. Uh, let's have a quick listen to this. I hear that one is pretty good. <laughs> it is, James. You'd be surprised. It won a lot of awards. They stole a lot of money. And now people want it from us. Now the best thing we have going for us is being who we are. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. I'll go I'll go first this time. This cast is incredible. Cast is incredible. Which I'd say is probably due to the fact that they all looked at the script and were like, oh, so so right. Oh, Steve McQueen's doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where do I yeah. sign? Yeah. Uh you've got Viola Davis in the standouts, Liam Neeson, John Bernthal. Uh there was a couple other big names in there as well. Uh, I think Michelle Rodriguez, uh really, really top-notch stuff. I like the trailer a lot. It's very intense. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I'd say is Viola Davis just seems to be re- re- kind of doing another go at her character from Suicide Squad. She, I, I thought maybe there was a crossover <laughs> thing going on here. She's exactly that the same. That was the vibe I got. It was like, it's just the same character. She's just brought her into outside of the DC universe. It might Good be. For her. It might be the same character. That would be weird, but it might be. Right, thoughts on this, James? We're assembling a team. A team of... Strong women. A team of women with no superpowers, but just dead husbands. Are the women doing a heist? Is that what's happening? I didn't... What I, I gather is that they're finishing the job their husbands couldn't. Because no one would expect them to be able to. Exactly, exactly. And also, uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out is also in this he film. He is in this anyway, film. Anyway, James, thoughts on this? Husbands. <laughs> Who needs them? Amen. <laughs> no, the, the, like the film looks intense. Like it, it looks like it... it it has had an effort put into it and the trailer was well put together. That's a good sign. And I'm all for action films. I suppose this is what that is. Well, I'm all in. I'm, I'm interested in this because it's brought Steve McQueen back into filmmaking. He hadn't done it. He hadn't made anything since 12 years a slave. And to be fair, you don't, it's not like you have to rush back into something. So obviously he's looked at this and been like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. He's taken his time. He's clearly, th- planned it well which is which is really interesting for me because to go from 12 years a slave which was by all accounts an epic uh-huh. uh and a harrowing film of uh-huh. oh, of everything mean, you've seen it yourself um everyone has seen it to go from that mm-hmm. to a essentially women only heist film is is quite a genre jump it's a genre, genre, it's a genre, genre jump ju- as they genre say genre jump Yes, as they say. Uh, that's what's interesting to me. I'm just intrigued to see how this plays out. I like it. I like it when directors just jump about and see what they can do here and there. Okay, two movies left. Let's go to Mortal Engines, which is... Oh, so many movies. Oh, I know. It's the, the official first trailer. I know we talked about this a few months ago, but this is the official yeah, first trailer. Yeah, with, with the overly long teaser trailer. It's, yeah, it is the sort of dystopian movie from Peter Jackson, who yeah. did Lord of the Rings yeah. and The Hobbit. Yeah. Let's have a quick listen to this one. Is London. Hey! Watch out! Valentine. This is for my mother. 
So it turns out the whole film isn't just about cities eating cities, it's also about intrigue and betrayal. And murder. I don't know. The film, like, again, the trailer's pretty bland. It looks like it's just all set on having big CG pieces, but yeah. the film could be good if it's, you know, decently written. We got we got someone trying to get vengeance for, for their murdered mum. That's that's a good plot line. And some some random guy gets betrayed by mum murderer. So that is uh, that's that's Robert Sheehan who was in Misfits in E4 about yeah you know, nearly ten years ago yeah and Hugo Weaving who was Elrond in Lord of the Rings yeah the trailer didn't look great I'm gonna have my fingers crossed I did not like this trailer at all I I got one thing I got one thing I want to ask you do you remember if we saw the lead the lead character's face in the first trailer or was it always just with a scarf she was always she was masked the entire yeah, time yeah you see because I thought that from the source material she's supposed to have like no lower half of her face. I was excited for that as a like a she's really disfigured thing, but they've just given her the the standard Hollywood fashionable scars. Yeah, it's just like a cool scar on her face as opposed to no face. Everyone's got those scars. Kylo Ren's got those scars. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. I think the trailer basically plotted out the entire movie for you, which was nice. Or, of it. or the beginning of the movie. No, it's it's the entire thing. It's or the, just the beginning of the no, movie. No, no. I'm calling it. I'll place a bet. Too dignity. Let's let's just. Let's there just... is no like other potential plot for this one. It's just everything. Everything in the film will will revolve around the plot. There's no side plots. There's no character interactions. There's like three characters. There's no way you exactly. can't give this film yeah. away. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, didn't like it, and uh, well, we'll wait and see. That's out in a few months' time. Um, and... I'm gonna go on opening night. Okay. Last but not least. Uh, a trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, this is animated. That's what my first thing I'll say. But it's kind of comic book animated. Oh, it looks so gorgeous. With a stellar cast. This is out in December. I'm not entirely sure if it's getting a UK release quite yet. But let's have a listen to this. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. But there is another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. You're like me. How? This is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I would recommend anybody else to go and check it out. It's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, James. Yeah, go check it out even just to see the art style. Absolutely. So cool. This is really cool. This is Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who, again, we're shouting out on the podcast. Hi, guys. Uh, hey guys, sorry about Solo. Del- delving into uh, the world of kind of animation, but not as we know it. And this cast is great, action looks lovely, and it's essentially distancing itself from anything else you've seen regarding Spider-Man in the past, which I think is great. Well, yeah, so it's a separate Spider-Man universe that is, I guess, self-aware, because he's breaking the fourth wall a wee bit. Yeah. I don't really know, maybe that's going to be character interaction that we haven't heard yet. Uh... But, like, seriously, I can't go over the way this looks. It is such a clever way to make a comic book animation or comic book movie look like a comic book movie. Yeah. There's there's the dialogue boxes on the screen. There's the flashes of actual, like, comic book scenes. It's lo- it's lovely. And I'm all, I'm all for a bunch of Spider-Mens getting together and being Spider-Mens. Yeah, multi- multiple women's. Spider-Mens. That's what this is all about. It's, it's into the Spider-Verse. It's not just a Spider-Man. It's a, it's a verse of spiders. Spider people. Yeah. Spiders people. Spider land. We done it. 
We completed the list. Yeah, that's that's the sequel, so I'll, I'll put it out. Right, let's... Cr- yeah, the cast is good, so I'm all, I'm all for it. Okay, great. Let's uh, very, very quickly go through some movie news, because time is uh, escaping us. Because <laughs> we haven't just been doing exclusively that for 30 minutes. Absolutely go. not. The Joker, played by Jared Leto, is to get a solo movie. James. <laughs> like, in the Star Wars universe. We dis- Shut up. We discussed this a few weeks ago. Uh, with Joaquin Phoenix potentially being circled for the role. Oh, yeah. I can confirm. This is two separate ideas. This one... Two separate Joker movies. Yes, absolutely. Jared Leto Ugh. and his Joker is getting a solo film, but he's oh, also dear. in Suicide Squad 2, and then there's uh-huh. also another plan to potentially uh-huh. do Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Thoughts on Jared Leto getting a solo movie? Now, I'm, I'm fine. Do what you will with any character and any actor. Uh... I won't watch it. People might like it. People might hate it. I'll get to talk about it, so it'll be fun. What I don't like is the torture that all of his cast members are going to go through based off the last the last one where he went. So he was in character all the time, and he's a method actor, so he was basically torturing his castmates for funsies. I don't want him to do that again for two whole films. Just get him out of there if he can't handle the role. Okay, on to the next one. Willy Wonka is getting a reboot, of course. Yeah, and the, yeah, here's one. The main leads being uh, discussed for the role are Donald Glover, Ryan Gosling, and Ezra Miller. So out of that list, I know. I think I already. I think I already know who you'd like. Is this for? Is this for for Willy Wonka himself? This is for the role of Willy Wonka. Yes. Yeah, I want them all to do it. <sighs> That's at the same time. <laughs> I, would, uh... I want him to wear a big trench coat. And have like big broom handles out of the sleeves. The classic the triple man trench I would coat. completely be on board for that. I think just in my own opinion, Ezra Miller would be awesome, but I think he's just too young. Yes, he is. Ryan Gosling, I think, would be a brilliant Willy Wonka. Yes. Don Glover, having now seen him in solo, I think would also have a similar vibe. Uh, right. So who do you want? Honestly, I'd want Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you see, the thing for me. This is right off the top of my head here, is I don't think we can give it to Donald Glover purely because it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. That's an opinion that I James want Donald holds Glover to have it, but James you know, only. There will be memes. Okay. Uh next, Top Gun 2 production has started thanks to a confirmation post on Tom Cruise's Instagram. Uh the sequel 32 years after the first one. Thoughts? Yay! Is he going to be a retired air veteran? I don't. I don't know. Oh, What's he going to be doing? It's like, going to. It'll be Mission Impossible Seven. That's all it's going to be. Well, because it can't be. He just flies a jet, right? And I don't want to see Tom Cruise, current Tom Cruise, playing volleyball, greased up in slow motion. <laughs> okay, on to the next one. We're almost there. Sony has pulled Silver and Black from its schedule. This was the spin-off film, kind of going in the same way as Venom. And Suicide Squad, looking at the kind of anti-heroes of the yeah. Marvel universe, uh, slash DC, co- slash the comic comic book things. The comic book baddie good guys. Yeah, it's now been pulled because apparently the script was just nowhere near ready. All right, uh, so do they need writers? I think they have one, but oh, right, cl- clearly the writer's just like, nope, not happening anytime <laughs> soon. Oh well, maybe it'll come back someday. For now, I can definitely wait. Okay, and before we get on to the actual news, Luke Cage has been confirmed by one of the screenwriters that Iron Fist, Hmm. our most beloved Marvel TV character, Hmm. is in season two of Luke Cage, which is on the horizon. This, to me, sounds like the actual news. This is the news of the year so far. I cannot wait. (laughs) 
for this uh, this crossover to break all previous crossovers. No one's going to feel the same about crossovers. For anyone who's never listened to us discuss Iron Fist on Seas Opry before, to sum up, we just don't like him at all. Uh, I think his, or I think we think his solo show was dreadful and he was not yeah. much better in The Defenders. I do think it's mostly in the writing and the, and the production time being too short in both these instances. Well, see, the writer is here is defending that and saying, actually, no, we're going to see a different Iron Fist in season two. I think we've really nailed him. A well-written Iron Fist. That would be interesting. <sighs> Imagine. Absolutely. I will hold my breath and we'll wait and see I'm, what's I'm holding there. Okay. I, I really want them to make the character good at his job. Stop making him a whiny child that can't run a business. Right. Before we get to salad cream slash sandwich cream and also to Trump. Wait, uh, wait was that two different things? Uh, well, kind of, kind, kind of. Okay. Anyway, Lush. Let's talk about Lush, James. Oh, yeah. The news I didn't read. Which I actually went to at the weekend and bought some charcoal soap for my face. Ooh. Ooh, that's brave. I think I don't know if it, I don't think it's doing anything. I think they just I think Lush is just very good at being like, oh, look at this charcoal soap. It gives your skin a lovely glow. I thought charcoal was good for your teeth. I'm not so sure about skin. I'm rubbing charcoal in my face. This is not. I I think they're just very good at selling you things that smell nice and say it's good for you. Where anyway, well, that's their job. It's all about this the scent. That's a story for another day. The retailer has called off. It's hashtag spy cops campaign. Now, if you haven't seen this, yep. uh, uh-huh. Lush have kind of fronted a lot of these um, kind of social campaigns. This is the latest one, which was targeted at officers uh, from a few decades a few decades ago who'd lived undercover lives to try yep. and infiltrate various uh, kind of campaign groups and uh, underground mm-hmm. factions that the government were not uh, keen Yep. Keen on, yeah. Didn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. the campaigns underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. officers sometimes fathered children. They got married, and then just like that, when the mission was done, they would disappear. Yes. Lush has now decided to take this on and plastered on all their shops, or the vast majority of their shops. Um, police crossed a line on uh, on all their shop fronts. They obviously have now had a massive backlash by several police federations. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of police officers across the country being tarred with the same brush, and the campaign has been dropped. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the fact that Lush pursued this in the first place? It's an interesting thing for a corporation of any kind to try and make a campaign a thing. I, I find it hard to believe that there'll be cor- any corporation out there that just hasn't got their own dark secrets. Uh, I feel like this in particular as a campaign was a bit ill-conceived. I, I do sympathize with their view that the undercover policemen did things that were probably unacceptable. Yep. But they did fire at the hip far too widely because it just did generally try to give the police a bad name. Mm-hmm. And I, I dare say most of the police are pretty good. I think the point was, uh, yeah, they were, they were obviously trying to raise awareness of this issue. I was trying to get, I think, Sanjeev Javid, who's the Home Secretary, to launch an investigation or to, to reopen an investigation yeah. into these matters and uh, also to lift a ban on identifying these men, which in place there currently is. The, the officers will uh, I've never had their identities uh, actually announced. As you would expect for undercover operations. And I, you're right. I had sympathized entirely yeah. with the women and with the, 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 the children that were fathered by these people. Everyone that was in the experience. Yeah, like, like seriously, why would you have a fake family? But also, leave? if you're going to say police crossed a line and put it on all your shops, 
you are tarring everybody, the entire organization, whose relationship with the public is at times pretty thin. Most of the time, pretty thin. You're, yeah, you're tarring them all with the same brush, and I think you're asking for trouble. As much as I applaud them and say, great, good for you that you're doing these campaigns, really good to, to raise awareness of these sort of issues, they just didn't have the right tactic here. They did, yeah, they, they, they did make some mistakes. I'm, I'm not quite sure the backlash was quite as uh, proportional either. I think everyone's a bit riled up, maybe understandably. I think everyone needs to chill a wee bit. Okay, on to the penultimate topic, as time is away from us. Salad Cream, Heinz's uh, Salad Cream, has, uh, has considered changing its name to Sandwich Cream. Yes. To attract a new, younger market, because apparently, according to Heinz... Nobody eats salads. Nobody eats salads or uses salad cream on salad, and the people who do use it are something like 14% of their customers. The most people use it on their sandwiches. James, thoughts on this? I'm not sure anyone... When they see salad cream, thinks, oh man, you can only use that in a salad. <laughs> but, you know, people are dumb. Maybe they need to be reminded that, you know what, this might taste good in sandwiches too. And then they might buy it. I don't quite understand why this was like BBC 24 hour notification worthy. It was breaking news. It was, you're right. It's a brand changing a name of a thing. And it was the headline of the day. I think Heinz's PR should probably be given a raise because... Genuinely brilliant move. Absolutely, because now everyone's just like, oh, salad cream, oh, look, I'm going to have some. Yeah. They were thinking of changing their name, I'm going to buy some. I'm going to stock up on salad cream so that I can sell them on eBay when everyone's wanting that label instead of the sandwich cream label. Who would stock up on an item that's so like about to go out of stock like ricicles? That would be crazy. Who would do that? Or iron brews. Or iron brews, absolutely. No, this, I think, is a clever move on Heinz's behalf because what company says, oh, by the way, here's a release for the entire world. We're considering a name change. We're not it's doing mental. it. We're considering one. Yeah, I don't know how they managed to make the news care about that. But they did. They made every news care about it, and therefore they made every person care about it. It's a it. slow news day. We're talking about it. We are. It's mind-blowing. So all of you out there, this episode is definitely not brought to you by uh, Heinz Salad Cream. Okay. Moving on. Exclusively by Heinz Sandwich Cream. Last but not least, Donald Trump uh, says he has the power to excuse himself from the ongoing Mueller Russia investigation, says he and, can... And just generally pardon himself of any crimes... Yes. ...that he hasn't done. He definitely hasn't done any, but he can pardon himself. So that that, that was the news. Basically, he's uh, confirmed that, yes, he can pardon himself of any crime. Yes, he can excuse himself from the investigation. And his legal team say that because he's the president, he's also the highest... Uh, a highest-ranking legal officer, and so nobody can subpoena him yeah, because yeah. he is the chief. Yeah, and yeah, that's how it works. Definitely how it works. It's just a shame that every single other person has said, nope, this is a lie. The one thing that does slightly concern me, because obviously this investigation has been going on for quite some time, and eventually it will come to a head. Mm -hmm. Trump supports, uh, uh, a survey released today, some figures showed that Trump support within the Republican Party is at 87%, which is one of the highest Imagine any Republican president, other than, I think, George Bush after the 9-11 attacks, and a few others uh, at various times have had. He's, uh, his approval rating among, amongst Republicans is very, very high, as is, or perhaps conversely, 
the amount of Republicans who think the investigation is a complete sham because of Trump's constant attacks against it, which then makes me think that when the investigation comes, when it comes to head, even if it has the most earth-shattering findings possible, most of the US is just going to go like, oh, oh well, it was a sham from the start. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, except that popularity doesn't get you out of uh, imprisonment or, uh, you know, punishment or house but he's arrest. Just, he's just said he can pardon, pardon himself. So he can, if he doesn't want yeah, to get he, punished, he, he can can't. just be like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, but he, he actually can't. Like, it's not constitutional. It's been, I think it was in the 80s, there was some laws made and then previously there was even, imagine that people are smart and they thought, hey, what happens if the president does something illegal? Should we make it a law that he can't use his pardon powers on himself? And especially not if he's impeached. If he's impeached, he's in big trouble. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's no reason to worry. The investigation won't stop. When the investigation ends, it will have all the conclusive evidence that it needs, uh, which is slowly trickling out into the news. And Trump is clearly a bit desperate since he's saying this statement. Why would you even need to be looking into if you can pardon yourself? Don't forget, you can get in touch with Seesaw Parade at Seesaw Parade on Snapchat, on Twitter, on Facebook, and at Gmail, at gmail.com. And you can just, just drop us a text. Why not? But let's uh, let's just finish with James. There's one question. Melania Trump was seen after 24 days without an appearance. Where was she? Oh, she's back. I thought she... I genuinely thought she died. <laughs> She there was one point where, it, where Trump was asked where she was and he kind of just gestured and went, he's, she's right there staring at us out the window. She loves me, I, I promise. She was spotted. I think she uh, she may have done some sort of engagement. I was just wondering if you perhaps knew where she was, but no, she is not dead. She is uh, she's very much alive. That's good. You know what's not alive? American and Canadian European relations. Oh, could, I was trying to wrap the show up here. Come on. That's, we, we can wrap on that. Tariffs are up. Steel. Yeah, Trump raised steel tariffs and general tariffs. Now everyone's raising tariffs and everyone loses so long as you're not the president. I think... All the poor people are going to be poorer. People are going to lose their jobs. Everyone's going to hate everyone and it's going to be a trade war. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Trump. You're a good, strong person. I think uh, that story with the tariffs is, is a lot uh, further to run. So we'll get to that. But James, thank you for this blockbuster edition operate wow yeah so many things to that i definitely care a lot about so many <laughs> we, we rattled probably through more topics than we ever have before so that's something to be proud of i had a great as time as well as this beard the beard is all we're almost as proud of the podcast as we are of colin's current beard okay all right i'll see you next week james goodbye everybody who has a beard goodbye everybody who doesn't have a beard <laughs>